Welcome to the Functional Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Holt. I'm a functional medicine nutritionist with a feisty attitude in over a decade of clinical experience. I work with women all over the world through my online programs, and I'm also the founder of the Functional Nutrition Academy, a 12-month practitioner mentorship where I help other nutrition pros level up with functional medicine methodologies. I've got a bone to pick with diet culture and the conventional healthcare model that are both systematically failing so many of us. Creating a new model is my life's work, and this is what the show's all about. Please keep in mind this podcast is created for educational purposes only and should never be used as a replacement for medical diagnosis or treatment. If you like what you hear today, I'd love for you to subscribe, leave a review in iTunes, share with a friend, and keep coming back for more. Thanks for joining me. Now let's dive deep. And before we start off the show, we got a shout out show sponsor, Element. I'm so pumped to hear that you guys are digging this stuff. I knew you would. It's so freaking tasty. I did get a question about sodium. Somebody asked if I was concerned with the sodium content and the answer is not at all. In fact, that's why I sought out Element as my electrolyte drink of choice. Active athletes, especially during hot weather, can lose up to seven grams of sodium per day just through sweat alone. And in order to replete that, to replace that, we need both water and sodium so we can reestablish appropriate and proper hydration. Listen, it's summer here in New Hampshire. It's hot. I'm active. I like to do hot yoga. Honestly, on my hot yoga days, I actually double down on Element. I know many of you are active as well, so this is something that we really should be mindful of. Salt has been villainized. It's not the bad guy. We need salt. We need minerals. We need electrolytes. And if you want to do it in a yummy way, Element is your thing. So right now, Element is offering my listeners a free sample pack with any purchase. So that's eight packets for free with any Element order. It's a great way to try the flavor, see what you like. And you can get it at drinkelement.com forward slash funk. The deal is only available through my link. You got to go to drinklmnt.com forward slash funk. Try it risk-free. You're going to love it. Hello, my friends. Today on the show, we have kindred spirit, Leah Levitan. She is the founder of the cult classic, Lymph Love Club, also the creator of the online course, Intro to Lymph Flow. Leah is a licensed massage therapist, Vodder Method certified lymphatic drainage specialist. Uh, from my understanding of like the lymph world, Vodder is like where it's at, the Vodder Method. So she's got that certification. She's also an online educator. Her Instagram is phenomenal. Uh, She works in Austin, Texas. She has a clinic there where she assists and support women as they navigate their unique healing journeys. She approaches the body with brain-based myofascial bodywork and manual lymphatic drainage to harness the healing power of the lymphatic system. We are super lucky to collab with Leah. Uh, In Your Hormone Revival, she teaches us lymphatic drainage for breast tissue. She'll tell you a little bit about how Um, how that was a part of her own healing journey in today's show. She's also part of the Functional Nutrition Academy where she teaches lymph to our practitioners. So huge fan of Leah. She's good shit. You'll see why in just a moment. But first, I was thinking about how we release new episodes every single Tuesday and I'm playing around with a new sign-off, weekly sign-off. So let me know what you think. See you next Tuesday. I'm open to feedback on that one. All right, here's Leah. 
Okay, Leah, welcome to the show. Hi, Erin. Thank you so much for having me. It's definitely been a long time coming. Um, when I when I posted that you were going to be here, people are, were like stoked on Instagram. Like, yes, you guys are finally together. So this is going to be yes. a great, a great convo. Um, the name of the game is Limp. You're, you know, it's what you do. That is your jam. That is your jump off. I want to kind of take it from the top because we haven't really gone deep into limp on the show yet. So today's going to be that day. And, um, before we, before we get into it, I would just love to know like, why, why limp? Like, why, why is that your main deal? Why do you care so much? How'd you get here? Oh, God, I love limp. <laughs> um, I've made a meme about that too. I'm going to start making my lymph memes. Um, man, I mean, I've been a massage therapist for like five years and my kind of story getting there was just sort of recovering from drug and alcohol situation. I kind of, I used to deal drugs and do drugs and abuse alcohol. And I was so far from what you would think of like the person to, to like lead, you know, to shepherd from behind and to like lead a flock into healing. But that first layer was like leaving my hometown, going to massage school and just like clean slate, like had to start over. So five years into my career, I'm, you know, I'm seeing that my family members are getting sick and my brother had an autoimmune. My mom is a breast cancer survivor. My sister has lymphedema <laughs> and all this like lymph stuff kind of just was coming up. And I wasn't really sure how to help my family, but also my clients, you know, coming in, they would have chronic inflammation and what I was doing to their physical tissue, like wasn't really helping. It wasn't even touching what they were dealing with. And so with like traditional massage. Yeah. That what yeah. you mean? It wasn't mm -hmm. helping. Yeah. I mean, you know, it would help if that was what was wrong, <laughs> but it so rarely is because as we know, you know, our brain decides what pain is. And unless it's like a physical injury to something or, you know, a fascial restriction that needs to kind of be loosened up. Like our birthday suit is one size too small. I do a lot of myofascial release, which is very helpful, but um, the lymphatic component, it was just always missing like that level of education. I just didn't have it. We cruised over it in school. It like was a, of such little importance to massage school <laughs> for whatever reason. So I started getting on that podcast, stop chasing pain. That's where I heard about you um, it was just this like portal kind of opened, you know, Dr. Perry just really showed me all of these amazing things about like, oh, man, I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I was like pretty well educated about, you know, the things that get people better and, you know, all this, I don't know, brain-based body work and approaching the nervous system and working in a way that wasn't overly painful, like, I had gotten to that point in my career where very, you know, successful at that portion, but then you, you strip that away and you're like, ah. but, but if somebody's like really sick, <laughs> I can't help them. I always feel like that, that thought of, I don't know anything is always like my springboard into like the next big, big wave of my career. Like I know nothing. And then I'm like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> like, here we go. We're jumping yes. into something else right into the deep end of the pool. Um, I, I was saying to you earlier that I used to refer to limp as an unsung hero because it's like 
just not really talked about in many of the health spaces. And I think the past couple of years that has really changed, at least based on what I'm seeing on social media, where everybody's a lymph expert, everybody's talking about lymph, everybody's like running gua sha stones over their face. And like, no matter what you do, like you're like, you're talking about lymph, which is a very interesting thing. Uh, but I, extremely appreciate your work because you do it from such a grounded and comprehensive place. And I think that is something that you and I both, um, feel very strongly about is like, we want to just make sure that we're keeping people safe is it's not to call out anybody doing it the quote unquote wrong way. It's just to say, Hey, like there's an actual method to the madness here. And, just be mindful. If you are, you know, going to approach your lymphatic system, do it in a mindful way. And that's really what, where I think you excel. Yeah. Well, it's just like, it, it's very underappreciated or, or underestimated, if you will, because it is so gentle and it is so powerful that people will kind of go into it and, and they're pretty overwhelmed by the options of the different modalities. Like there's a lot of different lymphatic modalities. You know, I use the word like lymph work. Uh, that feels very vague, you know, for someone who's like just coming to my page. So I have all these, you know, posts kind of pinned that are like, here's why I'm here. Just trying to draw a line in the sand, uh, you know, happy to teach and, and guide. At least I know that what I'm putting out there is safe and I've got the contraindications listed, you know, for people who maybe should or shouldn't do it, skip it, listen to your body, those kinds of things. But as soon as a post goes viral, wherever it comes from, like a, a million people are going to see it. And is it, is it right? Is it safe? I don't know. <laughs> it's a runaway train. And I like, you know, having some posts go viral recently, I like, people are like, but you didn't talk about this. Like, what about this? Like people lose their God damn minds on the internet. And I'm like, you understand that in a 60 second video, we cannot post every single disclaimer. We can't hit every single thing. Like you got to have like, do your due diligence and have some self-responsibility to like, not take a one, you know, one video at complete face value. Having said that, I think your Instagram is such a phenomenal resource. I, I mean, just even myself personally, I, there's one that you do and it's about, it's like draining the hands for, um, I think you're talking a lot about arthritis, which I don't have, but I have hand swelling. And that's just kind of something I've dealt with since high school pain and swelling in my hands. And I do that every night when I'm when I'm just watching TV and it's like my favorite thing to do. And it has dramatically reduced like my episodes of hand swelling. So, and that's like, I feel like I know what I'm doing. I feel confident doing it myself after watching your very thorough videos. So a huge resource resource, obviously we'll link it up in the show notes for everybody to go check out your Instagram stuff. And as I said, in the introduction, you have intro to lymph flow. So you have online programs because not everybody can access you personally one-on-one, -on -one, but they can still access your knowledge base and your help. So phenomenal. Let's, let's just dive into it. What is what's lymph? What's the lymphatic system? What does it do? Oh, well, it's like, it is our immune system, right? You think everybody wants to boost their immune system, but nobody really knows like, oh, well, what is my immune system? <laughs> and basically it's our lymphatic system. So, you know, the way that Dr. Perry uses that analogy of the fish tank, I'm just going to, I'm just going to break that down for those of you who have not heard this analogy. It's amazing. 
Um, our body is kind of like, uh, like an aquarium, like a fish tank. You've got your pipes and your, your tubes in the top when you take the top off and then there's fish and coral and all that good stuff. So all that beautiful salty water that's full of nutrients and keeping everything alive. If that pump breaks, everything, all of that water just gets really cloudy and gross. And then everything in the fish tank dies. That's not, it's very dramatic when he said that. I was like, all right. <laughs> but um, it really, you know, all of that fluid, it's like, that is, that is like the little soup bath that our cells bathe in. And it's, you know, what keeps them functioning optimally and just delivers all the good stuff and gets all the bad shit out. Very simple. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Let's, like let, let us, let's keep it simple today. Um, and then what, like specifically, what are some of the functions of lymph in the lymphatic system? So blood and lymph always work together. Uh, so it circulates our hormones. So it like sends those chemical messages throughout the body to let it know what to do where, and that it, that goes with like the immune transport. So like the immune cells, like white blood cells that are transported throughout the body. You know, when you hurt yourself, let's say you roll your ankle and it swells up and it gets really hot and warm. All of that is good. We don't want to like ice injuries because that kind of slows the healing process. That's our body creating a natural splint so that we can't move it so that the lymphatic system can come in and just clean house. Amazing. Body's amazing. And it's like that, it, it, what is not very much discussed in the health space is communication. So we hear a lot about hormones. We hear a lot about different chemicals that the bodies make, but communication is really important. Meaning that different parts of the body are communicating with each other and they're doing it all of the time. We're just not really talking about it. Uh, we're not communicating enough about it, but lymph is part of that like communication network too. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's responsible for uh, maintaining fluid levels in the body too. So like anytime that we feel puffy, bloated, you know, we got the little circles under our eyes. I woke up with that this morning. I did a little lymphatic stuff to get it moving and all of that fluid is mostly water, but it just gets recycled back into the bloodstream. Like only a small percentage of it actually leaves the body. And most of that ends up in the toilet. <laughs> so is, is stagnant lymph a thing just kind of just like, like I'm thinking about like a murky pond. Totally. I mean, it's, it's why it's kind of such a good uh, analogy, the murky pond, you know, it's like free flowing water doesn't really collect bacteria and stuff, right? Like things don't accumulate in moving water and we're nature. <laughs> yeah. We, we have this ocean inside of us. That's like always there's a current there. There's a rhythm. And I think with like the physical stressors of life, kind of just constricting us into this, you know, locked position of just trying to survive. And then our work is usually in a seated position where we're just in a 90 degree, you know, our hips are at a 90 degree angle. And that puts a kink in some really complex uh, tubes and shoots of lymphatic fluid. And I think what usually ends up happening is we're just not, we're not purging as well as we could be if we were kind of like hunting and gathering our food as, as we once were, you know, it's, it's, I do we're know. just, we're living in captivity <laughs> and, and our bodies are really paying for it. So I'm sitting here at a desk with my legs crossed 
cross, like cross like style, like is <laughs> what, so for, I know you're, we're going to get into like ways to support your lymph at home, but for folks listening to that and they're like that it me, you know, like I'm sitting at a desk all of the time. Are there things that we could do or like positions that are better for lymph flow or just things we could do if that is our life kind of being captive at a desk the majority of the day? Yeah. If you feel called out, I mean, it's because it's all of us. Yeah. <laughs> we are. I mean, this, this is just like what it is to live in this world and that's okay because it is very easy to take care of our lymphatic system and you can do some things to like keep things moving. So there's particular choke points in our body where fluid tends to accumulate and that's gonna be in like hinge joints. So elbows, knees, your armpits, especially for women just regarding like breast health. We wear a lot of constrictive clothing. So like belts and bras create a roadblock like a physical barrier for a lymphatic fluid that makes it kind of hard to pass through. Um, the neck is a big one. I mean, if you ever feel like you're kind of wearing your shoulders for earrings, they make a great accessory, but you know, they should be no Rob Peter to pay Paul situation. We got to like, you know, keep that mobile if we can. And then the abdomen, uh, is another big one. So two things I want to get, get into a little bit more abdomen, gut health, uh, lymph and gut connection. So, and then the other one, I really would love for you to talk about breast tissue and like the lymph connection. If we have one of our main lymph nodes, is that, I don't even know if I'm using proper terminology in like close to our, in our armpit, close to our breast, like what's the connection there. So start wherever you want. All right, let's go, let's go belly to belly and then we'll go butt to butt. Uh, or boob to boob, (laughs) (laughs) bellies, butts, and boobs. (laughs) So in the abdomen, I mean, that's like such a high concentration for lymphatic activity. Our liver contributes about 25 to 50% of that, like main little shoot there that kind of brings all the lymphatic fluid from the lower body back to the bloodstream. Uh, that's called the thoracic duct. It's about the width of a pencil. Um, and, there's just all this lymphoid tissue throughout our gut. So it's kind of like a hall monitor for everything that's kind of passing through the intestinal tract and just such a huge part of our immune system. So when that, you know, when our gut health starts to deteriorate a little bit, that's, that's when the lymphatic is kind of compromised there. So it's not able to do its best work just because of the high concentration. For folks that deal with chronic GI issues would supporting lymph flow support gut health. Absolutely. Scientifically proven. Um, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I love the research that backs up the fact that I'm not like a quack, you know, it feels good to just be like, Oh, okay. Awesome. I'm not selling any snake oil or anything like that. It's just like that important. So it's really good to, to hear that things like abdominal massage and kind of like getting all of that stuff stimulated and moving through there is really like a, it's just like a healing, a healing river improves digestion for sure. Cause there's always inflammation there too. So it's like, if we can decrease inflammation, which is, you know, just such a great resume for the lymphatic system there, then we they, can help that. I was on a podcast this week about, uh, or last week about gut health. And at the end, she was like, give us like your three, like the three things that to do for gut health that you couldn't live without. And 
you know, I think she was expecting me, me to be like probiotics and glutamine and eating the rainbow. And I was like, movement, like move movement, like everything in your body requires movement, including your digestive organs. So we have to allow for movement, move your body and allow for different organs and tissues to, to move as well. And it is unfortunate that our very sedentary lifestyle impacts so many other things. We're all looking for the magic bullet. We're all looking for the quick fix. Like, tell me what to take, tell me what to do. And it's like, if we're, we're living kind of out of alignment with what our bodies actually require to be healthy, it just, we're like fighting an uphill battle, but movement, movement for your digestive tract. I mean, even just being able to breathe appropriately, like diaphragmatic breathings to allow for that movement. I'm preaching to the choir here, but for, to allow for that movement to happen, you know, appropriately throughout the abdomen. Absolutely. Cause I mean, there is no pump for our lymphatic system. Like there is some natural movement that occurs because the nervous system is, I mean, cause our body's so damn smart. There's like little smooth muscle, the same muscle that lines the end the intestinal tract to kind of get the stuff moving the same muscle. is just governed by the nervous system. So with dilation and constriction, you know, it'll increase flow when it needs to and decrease it when it needs to. But sometimes those messages get mixed up. And then there are ways that we can kind of hack it to get it to move faster. And then we can physically move it with our hands and tools and stuff. So like for the circulatory system, for like blood flow, there is a pump. Whereas for lymph, there's not that pump, right? Is that kind of what you're saying? Okay. Mm -hmm. The closest thing to a pump that we have for our lymphatic system is going to be our diaphragm. So breathing, (laughs) breathing and the little nearby pulses of veins and arteries help as well. And then muscle activation. So you can like push and pull the lymph with the movement. So it just circles back to the movement piece being really important. And let's talk about breathing a little bit because it's boring. Nobody like, it's like, this is where people are tuning out. Cause we're talking about breathing. Come back, come back, come back to us, come back to us. Breathing is like, you know, we, we talk a lot about how healthcare is so not affordable. And especially as we start to dip our toe into like the functional medicine space, like there's just cost upon cost upon cost upon cost. But what I see kind of fundamentally across the board, not a whole lot of people are leveraging free wellness, like breathing appropriately, right? Like we can't, we can't just like biohack our way out of appropriate breath. And I, I'm sure you see it far more than I do. Cause you have hands on bodies that like people aren't breathing correctly. Yeah, I definitely, I release a lot of diaphragms on my table and they're tight as a drum. Most, you know, ha- more than half of the time. And that just, it's a lot of physical stress, you know, as I'd mentioned, like when, when we're stressed, we, we kind of tighten up like subconsciously. So our rib cage doesn't expand as much because we're just breathing really shallowly. And we're not, we're not taking those big, slow, meaningful breaths when we're crunching last minute, trying to, you know, fill the deadline. How would you know if you're, if you had a tight diaphragm or is that something that you would need to like poke around and figure out with somebody? Oh no, I'm What's, what's great about this is like, I'm all, all for giving the power back to the people. All that you have to do to have better body awareness is to touch your body with more intention. And it's really easy. So 
the diaphragm kind of lines the, the like bottom six ribs. It attaches to the inside of the spine. It just creates this nice little umbrella to create separation from, you know, the heart and the lungs, that upper quadrant from the lower quadrant. And, and if you just kind of take your fingers to the edge of the rib cage and you kind of run your fingers along, are you doing it? Obviously. <laughs> I'll do, I'll do it. <laughs> All right. If you're going to do it, I'll do it. So you can kind of start, you know, just at the peak of the, the rib cage there where your sternum ends, you can just take your fingers and you can either glide or you can just kind of walk them and do like a little trigger point, which would just be to like, kind of hold it and find a spot that feels different, whether it be tighter, more tender, or just different and hang out there. And you can do that to both sides and any sort of, you know, chest kind of opening where you're kind of tipping your rib cage back because we tend to turn into little peanuts, little cashews. Yeah. It's definitely super sensitive, right? Like kind of like where the, the ribs come together. What's also kind of interesting to me about this, just from an energy body perspective is this, this is the, the solar plexus, right? It's like all about our willpower and our personal power and responsibility, responsibility for others, responsibility for ourselves, confidence, self-worth, imposter syndrome, self-doubt, like all the shit just kind of like <laughs> carry right there. <laughs> and you know that that spot is actually right above, or, you know, just like right where our thoracic duct is that main channel for the lymphatic stuff. There's, oh. like, a, there's like a little sack there called the cisterna chile. And that kind of takes in this like white milky, weird looking lymph that comes from the intestinal tract. And, and it, it's just right there, like from an energetic standpoint, like Eastern medicine knows what's up or just like Eastern Eastern knows what's up. We need both. Right. We need it. We need them to talk to each other. We need, need. I feel like we just had needed a lot of catch up time to get like scientific proof that what many cultures have been saying for thousands of pounds, thousands of years is actually kind of accurate. (laughs) Maybe like a little, little bit like more intuitive in terms of, you know, just how our body, how our body works (laughs) for sure. You know what I have a little bit of a a tough time with is, um, because I know that lymphatic drainage is a very light touch. Sometimes I'm like, if I'm doing it, like if I'm touching my body in more of like a rough way, like what I, like I I was just kind of touching my ribs. Is it like, am I like fucking up my lymph by being too aggressive? I mean, does that question make sense? It does make sense. Like, I, I hope you're not taking like a wooden spoon to, to like carve it out. Cause that, no. that would be, <laughs> that would not. be like, that would be like more on the scale of like, okay, you've got to run things through your common sense filter and it should always feel intuitive. It should always feel important. Like whatever you're doing to touch your body, whether the intention is to move lymphatic fluid or to loosen up a tight muscle, like your diaphragm by just sticking your fingers under there it should always be a good time. There's just like something about the more effort that we put in, the better result that we'll get out. Right. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Like the more, more is better. You know, if some is good, more is better. It's very like our Western philosophy. It's like go as hard as you possibly can. And I yeah. think that that's not really the name of the game for lymph flow from my understanding. Yeah. Gentle is powerful. 
when it comes to this stuff and actually applying too much pressure, you might get less results, honestly, because the little, those little smooth muscles that line the lymphatic vessels, like how the channels kind of move that lymph along, they can spasm <laughs> and temporarily suspend the lymph flow. So that's why uh, the level of touch is important is it's like very superficial, like just on the surface of the skin. And there, this is just kind of like the Vodder, uh, like the Vodder method, the modality that I'm trained in. And it's, it's what we use in hospitals. I think it's like the best route for anyone who's dealing with chronic pain or chronic illness, because there are other modalities, but the philosophies are like how we get there are so different. And you talk about alignment a lot, like what aligns with me is to to do what feels better for the body. So the deeper modalities are that are like kind of forcing lymph along the channels. And this is usually like the deeper structure. So it's kind of like, like flushing the organs and things like that, which, which we do like very gently, but it just feels like we use the nervous system as like a propeller. So we get you into the parasympathetic. We kind of like bring you down to this place of calm that we don't get to very often. And it just like dilates those vessels and it increases the flow. And, and so then your brain is sort of like this communication of safety. It, it just, it's a, it's a different approach is, is what I'm saying. And I like, I like this one. <laughs> I'm partial to this one. Yeah. It's almost like I'm th- trying to think of an analogy in, in my world. It's kind of like putting somebody on like a harsh detox protocol versus giving the body the tools that it needs to support its own innate capacity to clear things out, whether that's hepatic biotransformation or pooping effectively. Right. It seems like it's kind of a similar, similar vibe. It's like forcing the body into something versus being like, Hey body, I've got your back. I'm going to support you. I know that you know how to do this. I'm just going to set you up. Or maybe another analogy would be going in with like hormone replacement therapy versus allowing the brain to effectively communicate to the rest of the body to release the appropriate hormones. Kind of like Kate stay the same dick. Um, I would love for you to talk about some indications that somebody is dealing with lymphatic drainage issues, or there's an issue with the lymph system. How would somebody know that? Uh, man, there's like, there's so many kind of potential signs and symptoms and they overlap with so many things. Right. But it's like, you check off the list and count as many as you got. And you can, I think a lot, most people do have a need for supporting their lymphatic system, because in my opinion, there is a cure for a lot of what people are dealing with and the cure is prevention. (laughs) So we just got to like prevent things from happening and then try to reverse and, and ease a lot of the rest. So I think some of the most prominent like symptoms are going to be brain fog, fatigue, like regardless of getting that good quality sleep, just feeling like you cannot get ahead um, fluid retention, a lot of like swelling in like the hands, feet, abdomen, bloating, um, face feels kind of puffy. A lot of times when people have the, the big under eye bags, I always, in my mind, I just go to like kidney, like minerals and kidney, like adrenal (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> when I, yeah. when I see that kind of stuff, um, a lot of people will have just like either skin stuff, gut stuff, any, anything that is going to, oh, hormone imbalances, like basically whatever that organ is, whatever that organs function, the lymphatic supply to that organ, like if our liver isn't doing great, our body's not going to be able to, you know, create the cholesterol building blocks or our lymphatic system is what clears that bad cholesterol too. So we start getting, you know, plaque accumulation. Um, I feel like I'm meandering here. Well, Not it's like sleeping well, it's just, it's everything. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I just did an episode on food sensitivities and people are like, what are, what, what are the symptoms of food? <laughs> fucking anything top to tail? Like these, our bodies are all in, like every aspect of our bodies in communication with it. So it can be really hard to be like, to diagnose based on symptoms alone, because the lymph runs throughout the whole body, you know, GI stuff impacts the whole body. The immune system at the level of the gut is interfacing with the entire body. So it's like, it's really, it's really, that's a tough question, but it, it does sound like swelling. If you have like random fluid retention, that probably could be an indication that there's some lymph stuff afoot. Mm-hmm. And also like the lymphatic drainage portion, I want to make it really clear that, that, you know, draining our lymphatic fluid is, is amazing. We're helping our body out for sure, but we always need to be thinking about like, well, why, why is this happening? Do you know, am, am I experiencing like some mineral deficiencies and maybe some adrenal cocktails would really get me back to where I want to be in that sense, or, you know, some gut health stuff or, it's like, it's good to, to help it and move the, the fluid and be like, man, my face looks great. But what happens when that fluid comes right back, you know, a week, two weeks later, or these symptoms kind of creep back in, um, all it just kind of lymphatic drainage is just part of, it's part of the, the toolbox. <laughs> hey, let's take a quick break so we can talk about dry farm wines. One thing that I hear from clients often is I used to be able to drink wine and now I can no longer tolerate. And there's a reason for that. We talk a lot on the show about processed food, but wine can be extremely processed as well. There are 76 additives legally approved for use in winemaking. This can be dyes, thickeners, GMO yeast, and the top 20 wines sold in the US, the most popular ones, all contain high levels of sugar. So my answer to that problem is dry farm wines. I've had a subscription for them for years and I absolutely love every single bottle they sell. They are organically, biodynamically grown, sugar-free, low alcohol, and they source wines from small family growers. So if you're like me and you enjoy the occasional glass of wine while you're cooking with your family, head to dryfarmwines.com forward slash funk. For Functional Nutrition Podcast listeners, they're offering an extra bottle in your first box for a penny. You get free shipping and delivery straight to your door. So check them out and enjoy. All right. Shit is bananas right now. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. 
Somebody recently asked me, what do you do when you're doing all of the things, you're practicing all of the tools, but things still feel really intense? And honestly, this is where Ned de-stress comes in for me. It is part of my daily routine right now. It's a certified organic formula, full spectrum hemp with CBG, CBD, and also ashwagandha. So it really helps to calm down the body and soothe down anxiety. If you need some support right now, fortify your stress response and get 15% off Ned's de-stress blend with code FUNK, go to helloned.com forward slash FUNK or enter code FUNK at checkout. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash F-U-N-K to get 15% off. Thank you as always, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering myself and our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. And then also got to shout out our longtime sponsor, Organifi, because of our recent travel and festivities. My family and I have been doubling down on Organifi's green juice. Personally, I love the crisp apple variety. I always bring the packets to share with me when I travel, especially if there's some shenanigans going on. Lots of antioxidant and detox support, which I personally find a lot of people need based off of lab tests that I see, but also just modern day life. Green juice has wheatgrass, moringa leaf, spirulina, chlorella, matcha, also has ashwagandha, beetroot, turmeric for more polyphenol antioxidant support. So if you've got someone in your family who doesn't love eating green veggies, like my husband, this is a great option. You can save 20% off of your order. Head to Organifi.com forward slash Funk. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com forward slash F-U-N-K to try their green juice. Be sure to use code FUNK to save 20%. Um, you know what we didn't talk, I forgot to circle back is the, the breast tissue, because I know you have personal experience with kind of changing your breast tissue through lymph work. And I think that this is, you know, this is a really important thing to drive home to, to folks. Uh- Absolutely. Cause it's, it's like, it's been a little tricky to teach online too. Cause it's like, you know, how do I not get kicked off the internet? So yeah. there there's, you know, at, at least like 30 lymph nodes in each armpit. They, they span from underneath the, like the, in the physical arm, most of them are like in the armpit. And then some of them are kind of that bra strap area. And we've got a, you know, a couple here just at the top, the root of the breast, if you will. Um, but all of that lymphatic fluid really gravitates from, it almost goes out in like a star shape, like think, you know, picture the nipple and then just point an arrow in every direction that is away from the nipple. And that is kind of how lymph flows out of the breast tissue or, you know, in and out. (laughs) And we want that stuff moving. So when it comes to putting deodorant on our armpits, every single day because we just can't stand the way that we smell and kind of clogging this up and the, the sweat that should be expressed through our armpits and maybe even like lack of sweat, you know, we're not really sweating a whole as much as we used to, but there's just a lot going on there. And so to keep all of that blood and lymph circulating, it's important to, to touch your breasts and to massage them daily maybe a little lymphatic stuff, even if it's just kind of stimulating the lymph nodes in the armpits, like once a day, I dry brush one to three times a week. And I do dry brush my breasts as well, but I'm just kind of doing everything I can to not get breast cancer. My mom had it. My mom's sister had it. And man, it just in my younger years, like I didn't like my breasts. I wanted to just like strap them down and 
you know, you hit puberty and you're just like, ah, what's happening? So I think, I think that's what a lot of young women do. It's like, they, they have this new body part and they're just like, I don't know what to do with this. And then we just put them away for life. <laughs> lock them up. Yep. Lock them up. So I've just through my own journey, you know, I was on uh, birth control for like 17 years, kind of transitioning off of that <laughs> as of April. And so it's basically just been this, this like coming home story to learning how to be in my body again. Second puberty. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. Here we yeah. are. Very dense breast tissue because of that. So to kind of unwind a lot of that tissue from like a fascial standpoint too, like our, my body had just like adapted to having that support, you know, and just being like, oh, we're not a pound of flesh that's kind of designed to move and flow. So do you wear, what do you wear for bras now, if anything? Um, it's, uh, it's loosey goosey for sure. I, I like their in terms of like, what's the worst bra to wear? It's like that U-shape underwire. Yeah. And I totally get, you know, large breasts and, and why a lot of women feel like they, they like need that and do wear whatever bra you feel like you need to. Obviously, I don't want anybody to, to just like raw dog it for their breast health and then their neck and shoulders and back are killing them. Cause they're just, but, but my breasts are healthy. <laughs> it's kind of like a one step at a time. And, and there may be like some little subtle muscle imbalances that need to kind of, you know, be, be trained a little bit to kind of help us keep our posture. Those like postural muscles between our shoulders. So there's definitely some like little exercises to try or just like ease into it. You yeah. know, we can't like wear a bra for 30 years and then just take it, take them off and be like, yeah, I think that's good. <laughs> there's like some psychological stuff there too. So well, like, yeah. Um, you're just like flapjacking around the place all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> it's a big adjustment. I do it. I mean, I'm lucky I work from home. So I have the opportunity to be like braless often. Um, and I know not everybody has that luxury of being able to just be at home all of the time. So I get it, but I do at least when I'm like out and about, I do try to, I, I never wear underwire bra, bras, hard no, like I don't own one. And pretty much I put one on to go out. And as soon as I come home, it's coming off. I just don't like that restriction. It's also like for anybody that deals with um, heartburn or acid reflux and that bras, like being so tightly bound up right there can really be problematic for it too. Like to your point earlier, we're just kind of constricting the, the body parts that are really designed to be moving all of the time. So it's not a shock that we end up with all of these issues when we're squeezing everything in all the time. Mm -hmm. And that can kind of circle back to the diaphragm too. Cause it's like, we breathe 30,000 times a day, but if there's just like this band around our rib cage, I think it kind of creates this mental note for our brain of like, uh, oh, we yeah. don't have to pay attention to that area. It's, it's cool. It's like, we lose the, the signal. It's like that makes static. so much sense. <laughs> totally like makes sense. on a radio. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So we've been talking about different ways to support lymphatic. What else could people be doing at home? Um, just to like, be able to like move their lymph appropriately? Um, so some of the big 
lymph movers are going to be getting that abdominal lymphatic stuff churning. So any sort of uh, abdominal massage, some deep diaphragmatic breathing where you're really focusing on trying to breathe like a baby. If you've noticed, babies are really good at diaphragmatic breathing. And I think it's, you know, I think it's breastfeeding and breathing through the nose. It kind of comes pretty naturally for them to belly breathe. So if you got one, check out how they're doing it and then do it together. <laughs> you can be their teacher. <laughs> but, um, but other than that, there's so many different uh, like fancy nomenclature names for breath work, but just find what works best for you. The bot, whether it's box breathing, Wim Hof is like not something I would recommend for everyone. It feels like it's like a little too stimulating for some people. We're kind of like heading in the opposite direction, in my opinion. It's like, no, we're, we're just trying to bring it down, <laughs> not, not sit in an ice bath. <laughs> so it's like different breath work for different things, but breath work is really, that's like some very low hanging fruit. Uh, legs up the wall using gravity is really amazing. Uh, you can put your legs up in the wall. So there's one way valves for our lymphatic channels. And with the legs up the wall, we're, we're going in the right direction. So lymph can like really move that. Uh, it can move it a lot faster with gravity's help just to kind of help it return back to the bloodstream. So if your legs ever feel kind of like tired, heavy, painful, do that. It's great. Dry brushing. Love me some dry brushing, but dry brushing alone is not enough. Using your own hands and doing manual lymphatic drainage works like 10 times better. Just FYI. <laughs> I'm trying to get manual lymphatic drainage to the point where dry brushing is right now, where it's like, here's your standard. It's like, just put your hands on your body and apply zero effort, you know? Cause it's like dry brushing is a thing. It's, it's like a little workout, you know, your hand gets tired. You got to switch to the other hand. Um, I don't do, else? I just like, I, it's like, I'm non-compliant with, <laughs> with dry brushing. There was a moment in time, probably like 10 years ago that I really did it. And I'm just like, uh, I'm just, I'm just going to rake my hands across yeah, my more, body instead. Yeah. Dry brushing is just one way. And then also, uh, if you've seen those little, like the tiny trampolines, those are awesome. The rebounders. rebounders. Yeah. Yeah. They actually did like a scientific study. Uh, this is how they found out it was so good for our lymphatic system is that when they sent the astronauts to space, their lymphatic systems just went apeshit. So they discovered through like a very expensive research study that having them jump on tiny trampolines actually helped that lymph move in the one way direction to like get it going. And so, you know, those span from like 60 bucks to $600. I mean, you can buy the Cadillac yeah. uh, rebounder or the $60 rebounder. So I don't have any opinion on that. I personally am just like, you know, we all want to like buy these like gets and gadgets and things like that. If it's something that is going to end up with like clothes on it or like dust on it, if it's going to end up in the closet or you're only going to use it like 10 minutes a day, just buy a shitty one. <laughs> That's what I, I ended up doing that a few years back. I was like, it was legitimately $600, like the best one. And I'm like, am I going to use this thing? So I think I, I spent like maybe like a buck 50. So I didn't get the shittiest one, but I, you know, like not yeah. the $600 one and I use it, but not that much. I'm glad I didn't spend $600, you know? Um, yeah. what about, oh, I just had a question vibration, like the vibrating, like massage balls. Oh yeah. So the vibration is great too. So like vibe plates, um, or yeah, the massage balls, like I think, um, rock tape makes a good 
vibe ball. Where, like, how would you, on, do, like, I'm your, asking this, this is like t- totally self-indulgent question. Cause we have one, like, like the Tom Brady one. Um, yeah. and I love it Tom and Brady. I use it often. Do you, it is. It's, it's autograph it's well. it. It's like the shape <laughs> of a football. He signed it for me. Um, he, but I was like, how do I do this for like, from, for limp? Are you just putting them on like the, the spots? Yeah. Okay. So like those like big six choke points, you could put them on the sides of your neck, just above your collarbones, uh, your armpit. You could just kind of bring sweep from like the rib cage up to the arm and back down, you know, back down again, try to like bring it to the center. Um, your abdomen, like right in that center line there between the belly button and the bottom of the sternum, that little spot there, your solar plexus is some good stuff there. Um, and then you could also do your kidneys. That would probably be great, especially for like postmenopausal stuff. You might be able to like, I'm not postmenopausal, not you. I'm just saying the, the listeners, you. the listeners, how dare I'm, you? I'm, I'm speaking to the audience. <laughs> There's a lot of postmenopausal ladies out there. So this is helpful. Yeah. So it's like, you know, these little things you can do to like twerk your kidneys a little bit. It'll like give the adrenals like a little boost and help with this, uh, the symptoms and then the back of the knees, are good and bottom of the feet. I mean, anything that you can do to the bottom of the feet, that's just going to be beneficial for your brain, how you move, all that stuff. Why does lymph like vibration? Like why, what's the connection there? Um, I feel like it's, it's gotta be that physiological response to the movement. Like it's just yeah. gotta be like stimuli. <laughs> Well, like one thing you'll say in your videos is you're like, you just got to just want to wake it up, wake things up, let it know it's coming. You know, before you do lymphatic drainage, you're like hitting those points to be like, look alive, limp's coming your way. Right. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of probably the same premise as that. Like things are happening, you know, (laughs) hello. Um, do you, do you want to do, I know it's kind of tricky because this is audio only. I think the best thing is to send people to your Instagram so they can see you walking through things. Um, your highlights are all really helpful and you kind of put things into categories, whether it's head and neck or it's, you know, limbs or whatever, but, um, can you just kind of verbally talk us through the, um, like the opening points? I know there's like a name for them. I just don't know what it is, but you're always starting with the head and the neck. Yes. Correct. So yeah, head and neck is a great place to start. I always recommend that that's where people start practicing their lymphatic stuff. Also like dry brushing is easy, but for when, when you start kind of trying to move lymphatic fluid with your own hands, it's really helpful to kind of put the gua sha down for a minute and to be like, no, I really want to feel it. (laughs) So just behind the collarbones, if you kind of think about that little triangle there between our trap, like that shoulder muscle and the, the clavicle there, there is a little special place where lymph returns home from its long, long journey. It gets recycled back into the bloodstream as plasma. This little area is called the terminus. Um, This is where our subclavian vein kind of meets all the other good stuff. And what you want to do is I usually will kind of crisscross my fingers like a little. Yeah. Why do you do that? It's a Wu-Tang symbol, whatever you want it to be. Whatever you I want obviously it want it to be a Wu-Tang symbol, but like, why do you do that? I always I, wondered why does she cross her hands? I do it because that's what works for me. And I think, I, I feel like I mentioned that a lot in the videos. I'm like, whatever feels good for you. If this feels better, you can do it this way. Or I feel like crisscross, it kind of gives me just kind of knowing what I'm doing here. It gives me a better angle 
to sort of like target those areas. Then if I were just like plunging my fingers in here, it's not really going to go down. And I feel like I'm kind of like tensing yeah, my fingers. Like I'm, I'm like tensing my shoulders to do this. Yeah. Cause I'm like doing little like T-Rex arms. So yeah, I feel like the crisscross sort of opens that space a little bit and allows you to get in there. So you'll just kind of plunge your fingers in that little triangle for 15 seconds, 15, 30 seconds. And I'm just, you can do little circles or whatever. Yours looks good. We're really painting our own masterpiece here. It's very much so like uh, some Bob Ross stuff. <laughs> um, so then that's kind of ready to, to receive that fluid. It kind of creates like a little bit of a vacuum too, which is cool. So lymphatic fluid can kind of start heading down, heading downtown. So we've got a, a large lymph node just below the ear. It's maybe like an, an inch, half inch, depending on. What that's the one like. that are, like doctors are checking when you go in, like, right. That's like the one we all know about. We're like, Oh, mm -hmm. feeling our own lymph nodes back there. And that one's like right next to the vagus nerve too. No coincidence there. I feel like I learned that from Dr. Perry. All right. So I'm still got the crisscross, the flat palms, and I'm just kind of placing my hands around the base of my neck. Like I'm going to put on like a, like I'm wearing a little turtleneck. So I'm going to just gently place my hands on my skin and I'm just going to push backwards a little bit and then straight down like a little pump. And a lot of times, and you can just kind of, you know, Your one second really light. It's really light. Most people, I'm like, they, they, they can't really wrap their head around this. Cause they're just like, is this thing on? What am I doing? I don't feel like I'm doing anything. But while they're talking, their lymphatic fluids, like we're flowing. You just can't hear us. Just listen. So you go under, so you, so that would be like kind of opening the neck and just getting things going super easy. You could do that for 15, 30 seconds or for a few minutes, if that's all you wanted to do. We've got some lymph nodes underneath the jaw. So you can just do like a little thumbs up and just starting at the center. Like a Bill Clinton thumbs up. Yeah. The little guy, a little, a little Bill Clinton thumbs up from the center of your chin and to just kind of push that into the underside of your jaw and you can kind of just squeegee that fluid towards your ears. We're just kind of snaking the perimeter with the tip of our thumb here. You could do both sides at the same time, one side and then the other. Um, you could even add like a little bounce if you felt like, oh, there's a lymph node there that feels a little, you know, swollen or it feels like puffy, like you feel something different on one side, like happens you do to me all that? the time. Like, what do you do? Uh, do you like needle it? Do you like touch it or you <laughs> let it, I don't know. What are the, what are the terms? Um, or do you leave it so alone? I, I, I usually touch them because, you know, the lymphatic fluid will kind of pass through one gate of the lymph node. And once it's kind of fought its little battle there, it passes out the other side. So if a lymph node is kind of swollen and it feels enlarged, there is like a little mini white blood cell showdown, ass kicking going on in there. So you can, you can kind of help move that fluid along by just spending a little bit of extra time there. Perfect. Thank you for that walkthrough. Um, last question for you, tattoos. So tattoos in the lymph system 
I, it's a question that I get a fair amount as you know, people can't see you right now. You're covered. I've got a few. Are we, are we really, are we royally screwed? What's the deal? Um, I mean, you've got a few, you're probably fine. I'm screwed a little bit, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, what am I going to do? Cut my arms off. This is exactly what I wanted at a certain point in my life. And I embrace them fully. Um, we have to love every previous version of ourselves. We're not killing off previous versions of ourselves to step into the new We're we're embracing them. We're loving them. We're forgiving ourselves and we're showing compassion. And then we carry that and move forward. Yes. So, you know, where that ink is placed in the skin, the lymphatic system will spend the rest of it's the tattoos life, just trying to break it down. It's trying to get rid of it. It's trying to be like, this doesn't belong here. Ah, and so a lot of that ink will kind of end up in our lymphatic fluid. And so, you know, cadaver bodies, they're finding that the lymphatic fluid would be like gray or black <laughs> in those that were like heavily tattooed. Um, I definitely recommend if for whatever reason, you're just, you know, it kind of stresses you out. I've already kind of been down this road myself and I've, and I've made a lot of peace with it because I do feel that, that where these tattoos are now, they're in the safest place that they could be. If when you go and try to like laser them, like laser removal, that really pushes the ink even further into the body. And that's how it disappears is like, you're forcing it into your lymphatic system. And so I just wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend that in, in regards to like trying to like, you know, do right by your body and trying to get rid of them. Um, it's just that there's some like heavy metals and things in there that can get stuck in lymph nodes and, and just make it, make that fluid a little party color. So question for you, knowing what you know now about like, do you still get tattoos? I guess that's the first question. Every now and then. Yeah. You still do. So knowing what, you know, you're still like, I don't, this is not, this is more for people that are listening to be like, all right. So like, how do I make an informed decision about my body? Right. Cause we want to have the information and then we all have agency to make our own fucking choices. And so some people might have this information and still decide I would like to get a tattoo and that's perfectly fine, but just know like, you know, know what, what you're, what you're doing. So knowing that what you just told us, you still choose to get tattoos. Would, if, if somebody was struggling with a chronic complex health condition, do you think that that would be something to be mindful of? Um, I wouldn't really see that as being like a very pressing issue at, at that, like that moment in time, it's more so that cumulative effect. Like, I think like a couple tattoos are fine. It's the fact that like the base of my neck to the crack of my butt is covered. <laughs> like, um, and then my arms and my legs, I've really evenly distributed <laughs> all the stuff. Um, so like the occasional, I, I don't think that our bodies even think twice about that. Like I, I don't doubt, I don't not trust uh, that the body can, can handle a few tattoos. And I think that's like something to like go into it with. I'm big about like creating intentions and like speaking to my body. Right. So it's like, if I was going to go in and go under the tattoo gun, so to speak, I would probably be having some conversations with my body about like, this is safe. We, I know, you know, you know what to do, like doing some inner self dialogue, because we know how thoughts inform 
our bodies and our biology. So that would be my little pro tip. Um, I've been on the fence back and forth over the past four years or so. I would just, I worry more about like injectables, like fillers and Botox and shit like that. (laughs) Oh shit. She said it right at the end of the show. (laughs) All right. I love it. We'll leave it there. Perfect. Thank you so much for being on the show, Lee. I mean, Leah, I was going to say Lee did kind of talk about this a little bit um, on a previous episode where we talked about face and stuff, but maybe we'll have you back to talk about face fillers. Uh, Those aren't going anywhere, are they? Nope. Except directly into your lymphatic system and into every cell of your body, probably. (laughs) Like, are you seeing this as an issue in your line of work? Um, it's mostly like medical devices, like breast implants. Um, those are where people are like having issues, but in regards to like the Botox and filler stuff, that's more just like, it's kind of like the tattoos where are we really supposed to be just injecting that into our face for the rest of our life as like preventative care for things. And I know that there's, there's clinical reasons that people use them. And I absolutely understand that. Um, it's just one of those things where, that's what Western medicine has to offer for certain conditions like, um, like migraines, but it's not people's only option or like best option, really. It's just like the only option that they're giving you. (laughs) So it's just a hard decision, but just knowing that like nothing that we're putting into our body, isn't going to be taken in. And for somebody, I would say this, and I, you know, this is my concern with the cohort of people that I work with, knowing that the lymphatic system sort of is the immune system and knowing that anything, if our immune system is dysregulated, meaning it's like responding to things that it maybe shouldn't be responding to in a negative way. And then not, you know, responding appropriately to things that it shouldn't be having a problem with to add in things to the body to just like pump it right in that could cause a ruckus. So again, informed consent, knowing, know what you're getting yourself into and then make a choice that's right for you. You could absolutely muck up your immune system by injecting things into your body. So just like go into it, knowing that, and then make the choice that's best for you. Mm -hmm. We, because I circle back to this analogy a lot that like we are nature, we're not separate from it. We've just separated ourselves from it. So in nature, there is no right or wrong there's like only consequences, you know? And that just kind of goes with like every avenue of everything, whether it's like from nutrition or movement or plastic surgery or tattoos, like there's no right or wrong. People have to make those decisions themselves. And it is helpful to have a little more information, a little more understanding about how the body works because then it makes it easier to make good decisions. And And then if you're, dealing with a consequence that you're not stoked about again, practicing the self-forgiveness. It's always like, we're, we're doing the best we can on any given day out here. Sure. Yeah. And like working with chronic people, it's like, they're really just like surviving and trying to have a better quality of life and, and healing is fucking hard. (laughs) It certainly can be. Um, all right. Well, I don't want to chew up too much of your time because I know you have a client coming in. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Can't wait to send people your way and congrats on the new program. Big stuff. Super exciting. Thank you so much for having me. And thanks everybody for listening. Thanks for loving your lymph. I lymph love you a lot. 
Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Functional Nutrition Podcast. If you got something from today's show, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, share with a friend, and keep coming back for more. Take care of you.